0: Hey ladies, what's up? It's your girl, Kay. E. Have you ever thought or felt the following? I want to leave my job and start a business, but I'm afraid I'll let my family down. Or, I want to do what I feel in my heart, but I'm afraid I won't get the support of those I love. Or how about this? I started on my business last year, then I helped my cousin with the down payment for her house. Girl, now I don't even have the money I was going to invest in my own business. Let's face it, sis, you've sown into everyone else, their purpose, their dreams, their stuff. But when are you going to sow into your life? When are you going to tap into your bravery and push past procrastination and excuses to accomplish your goals? I'm excited to announce my goal coaching is now available in two different package options. That's right. I have something for every woman looking to conquer her goals and achieve real results. And guess what? You will begin to see real life changing results in just one month. But not only that, you're investing one time into a program that will create a lifetime change, that will create a new rhythm for your life. A timeless system designed to bring you results again and again. No more procrastination. No more excuses. Visit www.girlsanthem.biz today to sign up that's www.girlsanthem.biz to sign up can't wait to see you in the program Hey, what's up everybody, it's your girl Maya K, and we are back with another episode of the Goal Files Podcast. And today we are tackling part two of our two part episode, how and why I Stop procrastinating. So last week we tackled the why I stopped procrastinating. If you did not get a chance to hear that episode, please go back and listen to it. I think it's so important for women to tap into why for everything. Your why is gonna carry you through your goals. And so for me, I shared with the audience why I stopped procrastinating, why it was so important for me to not delay my dreams anymore. I talked about the little girl that I had to redeem inside of me that she needed to know why she had been dealt that deck of hand, that deck of cards. I'm sorry, why she had been dealt that hand. I talked about stagnancy and how it was causing me more mental anguish and more mental frustration than moving forward. Sometimes we think that fear is the thing that's going to cause us all this. I mean, you know, causes all this mental stress. I'm sorry. Um, We feel like, oh my gosh, if, if if I don't do this, if I don't do that. But just imagine like stagnancy. Stagnancy can cause you just as much mental stress and mental anguish. And I also talked about giving my mother a return on her investment. So that was the why. Those were the whys. I gave three whys, why I stopped procrastinating, what made me finally start to make traction and movement toward my dreams and my goals. And so today we're going to tackle the how, right? Because it's one thing to know why, but it's another thing to know how to do it. Like what what did you do exactly in order for you to push past procrastination and to stop uh, delaying your dreams and goals? What did you do practically so the first thing you know I'm just gonna jump right in today how I stopped procrastinating I face my fears one by one I think one of the reasons why people have so many challenges with pursuing their dreams and their goals is because they are literally are bombarded by so many different fears and so many different thoughts. And when you think about everything at one time, whether it be, you know, thinking about your past, thinking about the task in front of you, you will find yourself drowning just in the thoughts. So you haven't even taken a step yet and you are drowning just with thinking about it. So for me, I took the fears one by one. The first thing I did was shut down all the other voices other than God's. It's always so strange to people when I tell them whenever I took a leap of faith, whenever I was moving, starting a business, I didn't share it with anyone in my family outside of my mother. You know, my mother has always been along on this faith journey with me, and I knew that God wanted me to share certain things, but even with my mom, there was a timing in which I shared it. Um, I've talked about before, if you've never heard me share this story, um, If you go to my YouTube, you will see the Living in the Leap series. It's it's four videos for this series. And what I talked about was that time that I was called to Los Angeles the first time in 2016. I literally booked my flight. I did everything. And then my mom and stepdad, we went out to dinner and we talked about it. I told them then. I didn't tell them before. And it wasn't out of disrespect or to say like they didn't deserve to know. Um, especially when, you know, Pops was coming through helping out, you know, when I was in LA. I mean, I was pretty cool the first time I went for those two months um but the second time I went, you know, in 2018, 2019, Pops definitely came through, you know, helping with rent and everything. So, um but the reason why is because there's a timing and not only that I was so afraid. This was the first time I had taken a le- taking a leap of faith, leaving a job, not knowing where God was taking me or sending me. I had no open doors in LA other than a place to lay my head. And so I didn't need anyone putting their fears in their 31 questions or 21 questions rather on me. And so I waited. And that's one of the things that I had to do every time I faced my fears one by one. The first thing I did was shut down all other voices other than God's. I remember when it came to writing my first book, my biggest fear was that writing young adult novels would be letting God down, right? Because I didn't... I knew I wasn't going to write specifically in the Christian genre. And so I had a fear that if it wasn't a Christian book that I was going to be letting God down. And I was so consumed by the thought that if it didn't have a Christian theme or context, that I wouldn't be honoring God. And so how I faced that fear, I literally started writing and I let God hold the pen. Um, I Even at that time, which was in 2011 when my mom had tongue cancer the first time, even at that time, um, I wasn't even as mature in my walk as, as I am now. But I knew enough to know that because I desired to please God, that he would honor that and he would help me write the book. So the thing is, when you're facing a fear, whatever that fearful thought that was a legitimate fearful thought for me, like, if I write a book, and it is not this type of book, and if it doesn't have this type of context, it will literally, like God won't bless it, I will be letting God down and the first I told you guys you know just shutting down voices but I actually had to put hands and feet (laughs) to my prayers I prayed about it and I started to write and I trusted God to take over the pen I trusted him to give me the words as I wrote each chapter and to be honest with you the more I wrote, the more I realized God was not consumed and worried about the things I was worried about. That was just something that someone else in my past had put on me. Someone else about two years before I started my first book had talked about, you know, how it's, The things that we do as Christians when we step into these arenas, uh, because I was in school for journalism. So when we step into these arenas like the newsroom and when we step into the arena like Hollywood or whatever it is that you're called to do, uh, that we're supposed to represent Christ and we're supposed to, you know, make sure that we're doing things according to biblical standards. And while I'm sure he didn't mean it that way, he definitely (laughs) made me scared. Um, so that was something that was very important for me to face the fear one by one. And the way you face your fear is really, uh, facing those thoughts, which, which I'm going to share in uh, step number two and uh, tip number two, but what many of you fear is making a mistake. And that was what I feared. And that's why many of you are being held back by, You know, your fears and the procrastination, you're allowing it to keep you locked in and held hostage because you're afraid of making a mistake. And let me just say this, your growth is in the mistakes you make. You're going to make the mistake whether you move or you don't. And the biggest mistake you can make is not moving forward and not pursuing your dreams and not taking a step towards your goals and the purposes that God has laid out for you. In fact, God is not concerned with your perfection as much as he's concerned with your obedience. And so when you know that God has placed a goal in front of you and that he has told you to do something, he is not pleased when you go through this whole spiel in your prayer time about how oh my god but god i don't want to make a mistake and i just want to make sure you're happy and you're pleased whether you do or you don't god is the same he's omnipotent he's omnipresent he does not change so he's not sitting there sad and mad if you don't like his he he doesn't change But the thing that that you should be most concerned about, of course, is that if you don't obey, who is on the other side of your lack of obedience that would not receive their breakthrough, their blessing and their increase because you didn't do what God told you to do. So number two, the second way that I stopped procrastinating again, we're talking about the how is I changed the narrative of the negative thought processes that plagued my mind. And let me just tell you this, it was a journey and it did not happen overnight, but I had to start somewhere. So one thought at a time, I wrote down what I was thinking and I found a scripture and an affirmation to cancel out that thought. If you've listened to the podcast before, you've heard me always quote 2 Corinthians 10 and 5. It's one of my favorite scriptures. And to be honest, it's the one that I would say was the main one that I quoted whenever a thought came up or whenever I needed, you know, God to swoop in the Holy Spirit to swoop in and assist me when these thoughts tried to drown me and tried to um, overpower me. And we know that that scripture says casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. But when it got to specific things, um, I whatever the thought was, if it was fearing man, I literally have a prayer from Jermaine Copeland's book. I love this book. It's the Book of Prayer for women. And there is a prayer on there uh, for overcoming intimidation because essentially if we fear man, we fear what someone is thinking regardless of who it is it could be our social media followers or it could be our family that is a spirit of intimidation that has attached itself to your life and so in that book it has a prayer on overcoming intimidation but at the end of every prayer it always had scriptures it also has scriptures and so I would find myself okay I worked through one area now let's work through another the next area Let's work through another one. And so it is going to be a process. Now, I'm not saying every single thought that comes up is something that you harp on. It could be a negative thought that pops up and you be like, oh, child, get that out of here. You know how to just, you know, tear that thought down and keep it moving. But there are thoughts that we have, especially as women, that plague our our minds to the point where we don't realize that is the very thought that is holding us back from moving forward. And so one thought at a time. I wrote down what I was thinking and I found a scripture and an affirmation to cancel out that thought. Notice I said scripture and affirmation because I just want to be clear. As a Christian life coach, while I understand that many people believe different things and many people, you know, they feel like they can pull on different resources. And that is true. It is okay for you to be open minded, but it is never okay for you to be open spirited. And what I found that many people do is they have literally remove the word of God and scripture as the main source and they pulled on other things as their source and then they'll say you know maybe they'll fall back on scripture when they're going through rough times but typically what they'll do is they'll find an affirmation or something positive uh, I wish y'all could see me right now and I'm doing the air quotes positive positive. and so because it's positive you get excited and there's nothing wrong with that that's why I had scripture and affirmation But I'm never going to not go to the source because God created me. God created me from the crown of my head to the soles of my feet. And he knows the number of hairs. That are on my head so why wouldn't I go to my daddy and say daddy I'm having trouble with these thoughts lead me to your word which you breathe life into and you wrote why wouldn't I go to him so that he can lead me to the very thing that's going to help set me free and this is why so many people are struggling today and this definitely is the holy spirit because I wasn't even going to say this but this is why so many people are struggling today because those of you who were raised in the church or for my Christian women out there who are grounded in Christ, you've allowed other things to speak to you more than God's God's word and more than the Holy spirit. So then you're wondering why you still can't get free in that particular area. So just make sure when you are writing down these negative thoughts, all the thoughts that are coming from the enemy, those thoughts that keep plaguing your mind, that you aren't just saying, let me go grab this self-help book. Let me go grab this inspirational podcast. Make sure you are getting a scripture. That is where strongholds come down through the word of God. Okay, so moving on. Um, every time one of those negative thoughts would come up I would say this scripture out loud like I would say this scripture out loud and sometimes you know if I'm out in the open this was a big part of my life when I was in undergrad undergrad and grad school I felt like that's when I dealt with the most um, mental anguish uh, nervous breakdowns depression on a hundred um, anxiety and so because of that Um, I would find myself having to do it even when I was in class, like I would just be going through it. And so I would find myself having to murmur. Sometimes I would get up and go into the bathroom and I would quote the scripture a few times and then I would go back to my class. And I'm gonna be honest, it felt crazy sometimes. I mean, obviously I was wise enough not to just be walking around talking to myself. You know, we do things in decency and order. But to be honest, desperate times calls for desperate measures. And sometimes you can't be worried about what other people are thinking. Your deliverance is banking on you, not them giving you a, an applause or not them saying, oh, okay, girl, you don't look crazy. No, no, but today you look crazy, but yesterday you didn't. Like, it's not about that. Um, God will create a space. For you to be able to do what you need to do, I remember there were times I would be walking down the hallway, um, going to my next class at Temple, and you know Temple's a large campus, um, and I might would be walking even across campus, but I would notice how God, I literally, it would be nobody within maybe. I would say like a hundred yards of me on all sides. And I would find myself having to murmur one of those scriptures because I'm telling you, the enemy taunted my life. Like even just between classes, um, thoughts of not being able to make it, thoughts of you will never be a graduate with a degree, thoughts of you're this, you're that, thoughts of remember when you did this. And I mean, but it would drown. It would be like literally drowning out my own voice. Like I'd be like, what is going on? So I was fighting for for my life, legitimately fighting for my life. So I couldn't be concerned about other people. But of course, like I said, there was just times where the Holy Spirit would create a space and I would just find myself just murmuring under my breath and quoting those scriptures. And slowly but surely, my actions followed my thoughts. Remember, what you think is what you will be and is what you will do. And so slowly but surely, my actions started to follow my thoughts. And I would say my first major breakthrough, uh, consider guys, you're an undergrad for about four to five years, depending on your program. And then, you know, grad school is typically two years, depending on, you know, your program. Um, Just think about like all of that time. And I would say I didn't really receive my first. I was always breaking through, but I probably didn't receive my first first real like breakthrough where i could tell that those thoughts no longer had control of my life until about 2012 and i graduated from grad school in 2010 now, that's not to frighten you to think about this time. And then we'll move on to the last point. It's not to make you be like, oh, my God, it's going to take that long. No, like I, I played a large part in it. I mean, I can say I wasn't as consistent sometimes. I didn't really I would give up sometimes. I would be tired. Like, I don't feel like fighting these thoughts every day. Like, um. But then what happened was I got a hold of the power of the Holy Spirit around 2012 2013 and when I really understood the friend that we have in the Holy Spirit that was when I was able to really receive like a breakthrough and God took it to another level all right number three lastly how I stopped procrastinating I found accountability you cannot do this thing called life without account accountability Um, Because I didn't necessarily grow up with people who knew how to step out of their comfort zone and go after the things they desired. Um, And I've shared this before, I couldn't talk to everybody in my family about my dreams or in my neighborhood. So because I didn't necessarily have a blueprint or an example, I had to find accountability. And it had to be in someone who had been where I was trying to go, where I was trying to go, and who could guide me through the place I was stuck in stuck people can't help stuck people and the challenge is I believe that many of you the reason why you can't push past procrastination is because you're linking with other stuck people it is so cool that your cousin believes in you and she wants to see you do well but if she is in the same exact position as you and she too is you know going through it about her finances and she's trying to figure out a way out and maybe her situation you know, at home isn't, you know, productive or she's not making wise decisions, she can have the most pure heart be the greatest person be rallying rallying for you and rooting for you but you know trying to get advice and trying to move forward with someone who themselves is stuck is hard now if you're in a group you know like group coaching and you're in some type of mentorship program or something I get that but sometimes we try to link because we want to carry everybody with us we want to carry at least one person with us when we make it out of whatever we're in we're like no I can't leave my homie behind I can't leave my best friend behind and I think I'm actually going to go a little bit deeper into that um that whole you know like sellout concept and how people feel about that maybe in a future episode but all in all stuck people can't help stuck people And I know you guys have seen different posts and you've heard different sayings where they say, how can you sit there and you're an eagle, you're sharing your dreams with chicken? Or, you know, you'll see different things that talk about this. You gotta know where you're at. And here's the thing, you're not looking down on anyone, but you're understanding that they cannot help you. Now, once you get to the level that you wanna get to, it's perfectly okay to go back and pull somebody up behind you, but you have to have accountability that makes sense for where you're going. This played a huge role in me moving forward in my goals and when I was so I always use the example of being an an author because that's where I started that was when I just looked fear in the face and said let's go and after that first book it was a wrap so God blessed me with two amazing mentors um at the time my mentor's With Karen Equinones Miller, who is an amazing best-selling, essence best-selling author. And she's also a New York Times honorable mention. And um, Miasha. And what was crazy was Karen was Miasha's mentor. And then I ended up linking with both of them. And God literally blessed me. I couldn't really afford at the time to do uh Karen's workshop. But I remember I finally invested in myself. I put that $85 down because that's what she would charge at the time with her in-person workshops. And I said, you either want to take a bet on yourself or you're not. And so, had I not had them in my life, and they weren't in my life at the same time, that's what I loved about it. God knew when I needed Karen, and He knew when I needed Miasha. But what I loved about it is that these women poured into me. They did not mind me texting and calling them, emailing them, um, encouraging me to write, you know, to keep going. Um, Karen even went as far as uh, referring me to her agent, you know, and I thought that was like huge, okay? Because Liza Dawson is a beast, okay? She is a beast in the literary agent world. Um. But the accountability played a huge role. And I'm going to be honest, I got an accountability partner that I knew was going to be a straight shooter, no chaser. So my encouragement is when you are looking for accountability, find someone who you know you really need, who's going to stretch you. With Karen being from Harlem and me being from North Philly, her straight shooter, no chaser approach, it did not offend me. When she got me together, I received that like an auntie that was like, no, I'm not going to let you make that excuse. And I remember I gave her an excuse one time. Uh, we were on the phone and this was after the workshop the first time I attended her workshop it was a Saturday workshop it was for 5 hours she fed you it was like small and intimate and um, when I called her, it was either the next day or later that night. And she was like, Maya, why didn't you say this at the workshop? And I was like, Oh, because I, we didn't have time. And she was like, that is bull. Like she said the word. And at first I was like, Whoa, hold up. Who are you talking?" To? But then I said, no, don't, you cannot. And, and this is, this is for free. This is for free. Somebody needs this because as a young woman who was very rough and tough growing up in North Philly, let me tell you something. When God sends you mentors and people who are taking the time and pouring into you, you need to honor that. That is not the time for you to show up and be your big bad self in a negative way where you're just like, Well, you don't have to talk to me like and because I knew she didn't mean it like that. She wasn't yelling. She just was honest. Like you had the time and the space. You were in my home and you could have asked that question. And since that day for about three or four years we were literally like I could always reach out to her always connect with her personal phone number email I mean that to me was God smiling down on me saying listen daughter you don't have to write a quote-unquote Christian book I got you you know I'm gonna put you around people who's gonna show you how you can write something that's clean and positive it ain't gotta be raunchy and you know all crazy um so get you accountability. Now, in these days and times, I just want to really make this last point clear. You're going to have to also appreciate that accountability may not look like what you had in a previous season. And since we've been doing a lot of virtual things, though the world is opening back up, we've been doing a lot of virtual things. So don't be afraid to send that email. Now, with that being said, accountability is not you going to someone who you know is a coach for a living and then asking 30 questions in an email. You need to be responsible. You need to do the adult thing and pay for their services because when you start your business, when you launch into the thing that you're needing help for, you're going to want people to honor your gifts and to pay you. But I just mean, for instance, me being a writer in Hollywood. I was living in South Korea for an entire year and I still had a phone call overseas with a writer from Grey's Anatomy because it was that important for me to create the time to sit there and have this person Uh, to call this person who was willing to give me their cell phone number had never met me before and I said what time and I had to do the math because it was a 13 hour time difference and I was like okay wait a minute hold up okay cool and once I got it I got on the phone with them and that phone call was all of 40 minutes and I took that 40 minutes and I appreciated the information that that gentleman shared with me so it is so important for you to understand that accountability could be just emailing someone uh, following the person that you that inspires you the most and you know if they're in your field in your lane whatever you're trying to do DM them but respecting whatever they have in their bio you know if they say no dms don't dm but it's okay to try to email them if they don't respond or their assistant responds then you respect the process but accountability is going to have to be probably in this season for many of you and I feel this strongly it's going to have to be like trifold meaning you're going to have to do three different things or three different ways you might have to virtually connect with someone and then you might have to physically connect with someone else and then you might have to possibly pay someone to coach you That's the reality of it. You cannot expect for someone who does not have much time to sit there and carve out free time for you when they have paying clients. But start where you are. My encouragement is to always start where you are. Don't let not having time or money, which I feel in some cases, not all, all all, not always. Some cases can be an excuse, but if you don't have it, like if you've done your budget sheet and you're trying to figure things out and you're like, okay, God, in this season, I cannot afford one-on-one coaching, but what can I afford? Can I afford to go to their YouTube and subscribe? They can be my virtual mentor. I don't have to talk to them personally. Get you accountability. Me getting accountability helped me so much. And accountability and mentor, I just want to be clear, they're not necessarily the same thing. But in my case, they usually ended up being the same thing. So I don't want you to feel like it has to be the same thing. Sometimes your accountability, for example, when I moved to Atlanta, I started like a screenwriting group with two other young ladies that I would always see at um, Terry J. Vaughn's, the green room, it was a coffee shop and we would submit 10 pages whatever whatever the weekly thing was and we would go over the 10 pages and give each other feedback your accountability could be in a group of women that you are trying to again they're either trying to go where you're going or they've been where you've where you've where you're trying to go I'm sorry y'all they've been where you're trying to go but it may not, you can't always think it's going to be that cousin or that sister or that homie. Like you have to stretch yourself. And I'm going to be honest and then we're done. Some of you are afraid to stretch yourself. That is why you keep sticking with people who you know are only going to say, oh girl, you got it. That's it. Oh girl, you got it. Don't worry. Woo, woo, rooting for you. Woo, woo, Like your picture. Woo, woo, I like your picture, girl. You see my comment? Thank you for, for the support. I appreciate that. But you need to stretch yourself in this season. This literally, this podcast episode is July 2nd, right? This is July 2nd. We're in the last six months of the year. You cannot stretch backwards. You're going to have to stretch forward. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Not just the why I stopped procrastinating from last week, but today was the how. Remember, you have to have a why and then God can give you your how. When you have your why, God can be like, okay, let me show you how to get this thing done. I pray you guys have enjoyed this two part episode. I pray you share it with everyone that you know, please, because I'm telling you so many women, I believe before this year is out, you are going to step into greatness like never before, but you got to give God something to work with. Don't forget, if you are looking to uh, sign up for coaching, last week was the last week for the 10% off, so that is no longer available, but you can still sign up for coaching. I'm definitely going to have some special offers, um, probably closer to the fall of this year, but don't forget to sign up for coaching. Make sure you tune in and listen to this ad coming up, and I pray that you guys are going to continue to follow the movement at writer maya on all platforms at girls anthem movement and i'm excited july is going to be lit i mean i did all my social media um i did some new videos i'm dropping mad mad new videos not on youtube but directly on instagram they're going to be short anywhere from three to five minutes um because i i've realized that my audience is really craving like answers to some questions so be sure to go over there and follow at writer maya W-R-I-T-E-R-M-Y-A. Excuse me, guys. And then at Girls Anthem Movement. Girls Anthem Movement. Make sure you subscribe to the newsletter if you have not already. Remember, subscribing to the newsletter, you get my free audio teaching, Three Ways to Crush Your Goals Post-COVID. I'm not sure how much longer I'm going to offer that. So make sure you sign up. You'll get that for free. Subscribe to the podcast. Some of you might be listening, but you haven't officially subscribed. You want to make sure your notifications are turned on. The podcast turns one on July 13th. And I am pumped because we have a dope, 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 dope person that I am interviewing On July 16th, I'm telling you, it's gonna be lit. Um, We're gonna have so much fun with this person, and she is definitely gonna share how she pushed past her goals. Um, This is a woman who's over 40 and she is shutting it down in her lane, in her industry, and she did not start as a kid. She did not start in her 20s, and so she's definitely gonna drop some gems on us. But I'm looking forward to tuning in with you guys next Friday. Make sure you go after your goals, push past procrastination. Every day. Love you.